0: What is Google doing with Google Assistant and how is that going to affect you and your brand? Should you integrate with it? Should you build on top of it? Should you build your own assistant or should you just stand clear and sit this one out. This is what we're going to look at today. Before we answer that question, we need to really think about the history of Google and what Google is trying to accomplish with Google Assistant. If you think about when the internet was first gaining popularity and when Google was first founded in 96, 97, 98, whenever it was, the primary access point to the internet at that stage was through a web browser, through a computer and a web browser. Google managed to get itself into a position where it became the default access point to the internet because if the only way that people are accessing the internet is on a computer through a web browser and the vast majority of people increasingly over time started their internet journey on Google Google became the gatekeeper to all of the world's online information and knowledge and over year over the years what's ended up happening is the internet has obviously gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and more devices are getting connected and now the access point point for the internet comes in a whole different variety of ways. You can access the internet from absolutely anywhere. Yes, still from a web browser, but also through applications running on computers and on smartphones. You can access it from your smart speakers and smart displays. You can access it from your watch, from your car, from all of your home appliances, toilets, showers. (laughs) There's even bathtubs with access to the internet. And so as the access points to the internet increase, Google is in a position where it's going from being the default front door to the whole of the internet, now to it being the default front door in some situations when some people try to access a part of the internet. And so with Google Assistant, what's really going on and what is interesting to look at is how Google is jostling to get Google Assistant to be the access point for the internet. It's trying to get itself into a situation where Google becomes the default front door to the internet again, as it was when the primary access point was a web browser. And so just look at the sheer number of integrations that Google Assistant has. It's integrated into loads of cars, Volvo, Ford, Nissan, Renault, Mitsubishi, you name it, Volkswagen now an increasing number of auto manufacturers are uh, integrating Google Assistant into their set-top boxes, into their uh, head units and infotainment systems. I mentioned set-top boxes because Google Assistant has got a partnership with a whole range of set-top box providers from Logitech to NVIDIA, uh, recently announced a partnership with Technicolor. Uh, It's integrated in a whole bunch of different TVs. um, and, And really, all of the devices that are beginning to get connected to the internet, washing machines, microwaves, fridges, Google Assistant has the ability and is working quite hard at becoming a partner with those organisations. And so that it gets to a point where any place that there is internet access or internet connectivity required, any place where you need to go and access the internet to obtain a service, even if that's just switching on your lights or your heating, Google will be the front door and the access point to that. So the question for you is, what do you do about that? With Google search, you were forced really into optimizing your website for Google because that's how most people were coming to your website for a long period of time was from Google. And so, search engine optimization, the whole industry of search engine optimization was born out of the fact that so many people, in fact, almost all people, were starting their journey on the internet at Google. And so you ended up bending over backwards and probably to an extent still do either through paid marketing or through SEO to try and configure and position yourself in a way where you're giving the right signals to Google and you're acted or or favorably by Google. And therefore you get the traffic that you're searching for and the customers that you're searching for. Businesses were built on the back of that with Google Assistant now, there are so many different ways to either integrate with Google Assistant, so many different types of devices, so many different uh, capabilities that Google Assistant has from indexing websites to actions on Google, conversational actions to smart home devices and, and hardware. And so there's lots of brands who will be looking at Google Assistant, looking at uh, the, the growth of Google Assistant and the growth of voice assistants in general and wondering, We should probably integrate with this, you know, believe the hype, ride the wave, integrate with it. But before you do that, you really need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Because for some brands, it might make sense to actually build your own assistant. Uh, For some brands, although I can't really think of many, it might make sense to sit, sit out for a little while and wait and see. Again. I can't think of many, (laughs) Um, but the real decision to make is do we integrate with Google Assistant? Do we build our own thing? And really that comes down to the type of brand you are, the type of customers you have uh, and the relationships that you have with them. So for example, if you are uh, the kind of brand that doesn't necessarily have deep emotional relationships with your customers if you're providing a high degree of utility and there isn't necessarily a huge amount of differentiation in the marketplace as far as the products and services that you provide most brands will tell you that there is and they'll give you a whole half hour spiel on what differentiates them in the marketplace but a washing machine nine times out of ten is a washing machine a car nine times out of ten fundamentally is a car Um, so if you're the kind of brand that just provides that utility and you don't have deep kind of emotional relationships with with customers, if you don't have a terrible amount of traffic on your owned channels, then it might make sense for you to integrate with Google Assistant, you know, Technicolor, the recent partnership with Technicolor set top boxes is a prime example, the average person on the street doesn't really know who Technicolor is or what Technicolor is. If they're looking for a set top box, they're looking for a free-view box. You know, they're in the marketplace for it, they may well buy a Technicolor one, but they're not necessarily buying it specifically because they've got a deep emotional connection with Technicolor. They're buying it because they want to watch TV. Same thing as your likes of Whirlpool or washing machines. You know, some people do have a preference for certain brands when it comes to appliances, but there's a lot of people who just want clean clothes. And so, even if you do have a preference for a specific brand, whether it's Samsung or Whirlpool or whatever it might be, you still just want the end result, which is clean clothes. How you operate that machine is neither here nor there. Whether it's a Samsung Bixby assistant, whether it's a Whirlpool own assistant, whether it's Google assistant, doesn't really matter that much. Uh, and so. Those kind of brands really ought to be looking at integrating with Google Assistant because you've got nothing really to lose and you're going to be able to be part of people's smart home ecosystem and play the game. If you're a brand, though, that has a high degree of an emotional connection with your customers, and if you provide utility, but really experience is paramount. I'm thinking about banks, for example. Customer experience when it comes to banking is really important. People trust banks with their money and and their finances, and so there is a deep emotional connection. People don't tend to switch banks that often, although I tend to switch banks quite a lot, Uh, but I'm just searching for a good experience. I went through four different banks before I found Monzo, which is the best customer experience that I've ever experienced. Everything's digital. Everything's intuitive. It's absolutely perfect, but that's where you're competing is in the realms of customer experience. If you're in the banking industry, same for a brand like Nike or Apple or Tesla, those kind of brands that have a, either a lifestyle aspect or an experiential aspect or a deep emotional connection with customers. Those are the brands that want to be considering potentially looking at their own assistant because they've got a high amount of traffic on their owned channels. They've got still a high degree of utility, but there's still a brand experience underpinning the whole thing. You've got a deep emotional connection with customers. And so you want to be considering building your own assistant nine times out of ten. So, The question is, well, well, I could still build for Google Assistant. Surely we can still have a presence on Google Assistant. And you can, 100%, you can. You can have a presence on Google Assistant. But think of that presence on Google Assistant as being an extension of your assistant in the same way as when Google integrates with a set top box, it still has the core Google assistant functionality, you can still ask it the weather, but you can also it gives it new functionality, it gives it new capability, like being able to change the volume, change channels, search for on demand content, that kind of thing. Same thing when Google assistant gets integrated into a car, you can still ask it for directions, you can still ask it for playing music, as you can do on your smart speaker or phone, but you get new capability, checking the tire pressure winding the windows down that kind of stuff. Think of it in that kind of way. If you've got your own assistant, your own capability that you're implementing across your own channels, your app, your website, things like that, your contact center. Think of Google Assistant as an extension of that. Now you might not necessarily replicate all of your use cases on Google Assistant. If you're a bank, especially, there's going to be certainly security and privacy concerns around uh, giving people access to certain information. But you can use the platform to either extend into new use cases, or extending some of the most common use cases into that platform. So you can still have a presence there, but you really want to be thinking more deeply and more strategically about what you want the future of your relationships with your customers to be and how you're going to be able to bring that about because Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, Microsoft, those companies are really changing the bar of what it means to interact with organizations. It is going to be a voice first future and an AI first future and when the biggest companies in the world with the biggest reach and the most customers start moving towards an AI first future everybody else really needs to be thinking about how they're going to either keep pace or even surpass the expectations that are being formed in the minds of customers right now. So there's no one size fits all. Everything I've said so far is entirely dependent on your brand, the type of brand you are, the type of customers you have, the type of relationships you have with them, and fundamentally, whatever the aims of the brand are into the future. But don't, what I would say is don't necessarily just jump and rush to integrate with Google Assistant without properly considering what's actually going on in the world, which is this movement towards a voice first, AI first future, and thinking about it strategically and properly and considering it, uh, considering all your options before you uh, before you- Take the plunge. That's it for now. I'm Kane Sims of VUX World. Catch you in the next one.